0: Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Um, With a message I'm calling, No Extras. No Extras. Now in the Bible, there's an account of, many of us might be familiar with, David and Goliath. Right? David and Goliath. It's a very familiar one. And the Israelites and Philistines, they are on the battlefield. They are facing each other. One side over here. One side over here. And in that time, what they would often do is they would actually have champions to fight on each nation's behalf. Why? Because when you went to war, you got everybody to war. So it's like, okay, you're a plumber, you're now coming to war. Or you're a shepherd, you're now coming to war. They got everybody there. So they didn't want to have like a big fight, a bunch of people die, each side's weak, and then another nation takes them all over, right? It was more beneficial for them to have a champion, right? So, um, so they would pick a champion. So there's this guy, of course, many of us know Goliath. He was a tall guy. He was a man of war from his youth, the Bible says. So he, that's what he did. He, his, what do you do for a living? I kill, right? Like that's what he did is he was a man of war from his youth. And so the Bible says that he would go out um, onto the battlefield and challenge the nation of Israel. Who is my challenger? Bring me a challenger. And he was a man of war, probably a little intimidating, um, and so he was there and and no one would come out no one they're like I think he's talking about you is he talking to you I think he's talking to you right like no one would come out finally one day when a, a shepherd boy named David was bringing his brother some food he heard this guy challenging who from this nation of Israel will come and get me who will challenge me and, and, and this young boy this shepherd boy says um, I'll fight him I will fight him. Uh, and, and by him saying this, it's actually now, because many of us have heard this from a little little kid. Maybe you're just coming to Jesus and, or just knowing him, and you might be familiar with it. It's a very familiar story. So now it's sort of like, oh, yeah, of course he's going to fight. That's great. Like, grab your slingshot. Go ahead, David. But it's actually a big deal. Because whoever wins, it actually takes over the other nation. So it is a big deal. He is saying, This is my goal. I, David, a shepherd boy, are going to fight this guy on behalf of everybody in Israel. That's a big deal. That's a big goal. What do you want to do in 2022? David said, I want to fight for my nation. If I lose, they will be captives, right? So, like, that is a big deal. Um, So he says, I'll fight. They're like, No, you can't. He's like, Okay, listen, I killed a bear. I killed a lion, and now I'm going to kill this uncircumcised Philistine. In other words, this guy who doesn't have a covenant with God, I'm now going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. So so he ends up in front of Saul, the king, telling him this. And this is where we're going to pick up in 1 Samuel. So in 1 Samuel uh, 17, 37, it says this, Uh, Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go, uh, go and the Lord be with you. Right? And Saul, listen, check this out though. So Saul clothed David with his armor and he put bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened the sword uh, to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I I have not tested them. So David took them off. So David took them off. And then what does he do? Uh, David then, Then he took his staff in his hand, something that he knew already, And he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch, which he had, uh, and his sling in his hand. And he drew near the Philistine. So David, he, he was doing a big thing, right? He was going to fight on Israel's behalf. He was going out and going to fight on Israel's behalf. Uh, and the stakes, like I said, were high. OK, it's either one, one, per, one nation is going to win or the other one. It could be really good day for David or really not good day for David. But Saul, we see here, he did this. Saul gives him his armor. He gives him extras. He adds to what David already has. And we read this and and we see that David, what did he do? Saul put the armor on him, but David then tried it out and took off the extra. He took off the extra that was put on him. He took away the armor. And many of us know he went into the fight. He he the sling hit the giant in the forehead, fell, cut off his head. That's not apparently that's not in my son's version of the Bible, but that's okay. I I let him know anyway. Son, listen, it's more gruesome. I know you're three and a half, but no, I don't. But he took it off. No extras. He took off the extras that Saul was putting on him that were weighing him down from actually who he was, what God had created him to be, what was fruitful before, which was his shepherd, his sling, his hands. And instead he was wearing something else that someone else put on him, but he took off the extras. Now, because we know of this, we know how it is. We read it and we're like, that's Saul. Saul you. Like, what are you doing? Right? We think, of course he's going to kill him with a slingshot. Like, of course he's going to do that. What is going on? But what Saul was doing by adding extras to achieve something big, to achieve something that's new, achieve something that had never been done before, is actually not crazy. I, I think actually at times you and I can do that too. We, we have a goal, we have a plan, we have uh, even a God-given dream and we see what extras do I need to put on or to add to achieve this in my life, right? Like in order to, uh, the thought can be in order to do something meaningful, I need to add something extra. What else do I need to put on so I can achieve it? The thought behind that is what I have right now isn't enough. What was there is not enough. So you want a better 2022, then, then okay, what, what extra do I need to add? What more do I need to do? Okay, I wanna accomplish this goal or dream. Okay, um, what, what extra do I need to put on here? Okay, what, what do I need to do? I need to do something big and meaningful. What, what else do I need to do or add into my life? Or here's one. I wanna be more fulfilled and happy in my life. What more do I need to buy? What 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 next vacation do I need? Let me just say vacations. Thank you, Jesus. We live in a cold place. They're from Him. But if you're looking for your 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 next your happiness in it and adding the extra, it's not going to do it. If you're looking for, if I can actually get that one extra thing, if, man, if that 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 cell phone would make me so happy, like that new, like if Lord, if I could just redo my kitchen, that would make me, that would bring me happiness. Um, but we can put extras onto our lives and add extras as Saul did in in order to accomplish, fill in your blank, in order to fill in the blank. Have you ever thought of that before? What else do I need? What else do I need to add? And, And right, honestly, people will tell you what you need to add. Society will, our culture will tell you what you need to add. You ask 20 people, you'll get 23 things that you need to add. But David, what did he do? He let go of the extra that was not him. That was not who God created him to be. He let go of that. He was instead who God was created him to be. And he operated in what he was fruitful before. He brought what was fruitful before. And it was, of course, again, fruitful. Voice crack. It must be something important. It was fruitful. And David, he saved a nation and conquered another one. I believe there are God-given dreams that God puts in your heart. The Bible says that if you delight yourself in the Lord, uh, that he will give you the desires of your heart. That means that there are desires in your heart that God actually puts there. There are desires and dreams that God has for you. And that there is a call, a plan, a purpose for every single one. If you are breathing, it means there is a plan and a purpose for you from God. And there are things at times, I feel like there are for me, and maybe it's you, where we feel like we need more. We need to put on the extra to achieve them. I'm trying to put that armor on ourselves that was never even created for us. But just as David did, he let go of the extra To be who God created him to be. I believe when you let go, when you allow God to prune you, to refine you, to remove the extra from you. Sometimes some of us are born into this world with extra. Like it's like, okay, I grew up this way. I got some extra with me. Sometimes you just, the people you hang out with or you go through life and it's like, I got some extra and there's some extra that you don't need. Um, And you allow God to remove that, to refine that. Now, the last few years, um, I've been taking up gardening. Super manly, super cool. I personally, I love it. Um, I start from, I start from seeds. I grow like peppers, tomatoes. This year, there was a thief in my garden. I think it was either a squirrel or a person. They stole all my peppers. I was so mad. They were massive bell peppers, that big. I'm still traumatized. Group therapy, it's all good. Um, we're gonna pray for me after the service. Um, but, uh I I so I was growing these uh tomatoes. So I grow them from I start them from seed on in the inside and eventually you put them outside. And I was reading online about that you prune these the suckers, that there are suckers on the side, that if you prune them, that what will happen is that uh, instead of these little suckers taking away energy, it will put it to the main plant and you'll have a better um product. You'll produce more. Um so I tried this. Um I, I cut off the suckers and and like my little babies here, and I, I trim them off and I step back and I thought, oh my goodness, what have I done? I like asked Natalie. She had to put up with my worrying for a little bit. Like I know it's unscriptural to worry, but I was like, did I prune? Too, did I prune too much? Like I don't think these things are going to make it. Like this is Calgary. What am I doing? I know there's always truth on the internet. What did I follow this for? Um, and. Uh, how can this be healthy, right? Because I'm like, all right, extra and increase equal growth. Decrease and pruning does not equal growth. Well, how can you get growth from minusing? Um, so I did, and surely enough, after many times of Natalie putting up with it, I, I think she's just eventually got, okay, Josiah, um, is I started to see that, is that pruning did indeed equal growth. So usually I have uh, my tomatoes grow to like three feet or so. Um, this year, I think we have a little picture up there, but this year, I they grew up to nine and a half feet. This is mid-season. Um, and, and so they grew huge. Like I was so, I had pounds and pounds and pounds. And small thing is I don't even like tomatoes. I just like growing them. <laughs> so I'm not only do something with these, like take them. Um... <laughs> but, but so I, I pruned, I trimmed, and, and what happened is I got growth. I got uh, fruitfulness, pounds and pounds of tomatoes. But the difference was, was this. Uh, from the first year of three feet to that year of nine and a half feet, is I pruned and trimmed off and cut those things that were actually sucking nutrients, sucking life, sucking out, and by actually removing that, there was actually increase. By going against what makes sense of like, okay, um, I just want something that's like always growth, 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 growth. But actually by removing that, there was growth that it produces. In the natural world, uh, fruit trees, you do that, it produces. Tomato plants or vines actually technically um, uh, or grape vines, you, 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 you prune and what will happen is they produce You get rid of the extra and they will produce. And Jesus actually uses this to illustrate. He uses this natural occurrence that God designed to actually illustrate to us what he does in the spirit. What he does in the spirit for you and I. And that's in John 15. John 15 one says this, Jesus speaking says this, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You've already been clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Isn't that so good? That in verse two, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. I like in the Amplified, they're going to put it up here. In the Amplified, it says this. Here it says, Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims off, takes away and he cleanses get this and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit that that God actually will continue continuously prune trim remove things from our life so that you will be even more fruitful a repeated fruitfulness. So pruning and trimming, uh, when God removes stuff, it's actually a sign of health. When, when God is pruning, when he's removing, when, he's, when, when there's actually that, it's a sign of health that God is working in you. What? So that you can bear more fruit. More fruit. It's because you've been fruitful, so now he's pruning so you can bear more fruit. Taking away the extra now, for a time, I thought, hey, if maybe you've thought this too. If I'm in God's will, if I'm doing the right things, there will always be extra an increase. Like, there, it, it's only when I'm doing wrong that God will prune things, will cut things out. I've thought of that before. And, and, I'd, and, and I'd always look at, okay, growth is always increase. And it's always like harvest. Now harvest, absolutely, that is our portion. It's, it's a season, right? And, and if there's moving back, it's because of what I've done wrong. Right? It's because of what I've done wrong. And I'd, I'd quote like um, 2 Corinthians 3.18, where we go from glory to glory. i partially quote that. And where Moses said, and I would say, that's good, guys. We're not there yet. Um, it's, it's where he says, I would say, okay, Um, glory to glory, and then I'd say, Moses, this is true, this is what I believe, is that Moses said, God, show me your glory, and he said, I'll let my goodness pass before you, that God's glory is his goodness, and that, so for us as Christians, our portion is this, is this, this is a fact, is that we go from glory to glory, we go from God's goodness to God's goodness, but, but what I believed at one time is that God's goodness was never pruning, was never cutting, that I believe that, it, what, that there was not that. But part of God's goodness, part of you for going from glory to glory is that God will prune things in your life, in your heart. In, it, 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 he will even prune relationships. He'll prune your, uh, your, your business dealings. He'll prune things in your company. Every aspect of your life, he will prune, he will trim. Why? So that you can bear more fruit. He will get rid of the extras. That it's actually part of God's goodness that he prunes. That part of God's goodness, it, it, he says that a continual pruning, a continual cutting. And so it means if you want to bear fruit, something that I believe is John ten ten. I talk about it all the time, is that uh, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, he's come to give us life and life to the full, abundant life. That is our portion. But I believe that that is actually not achievable in your life if you do not allow God to cut things in your life. Allow him to trim things in your life, to remove things in your life that are sucking um, your time, your energy, um, things that are not supposed to be there. That part of that is the trimming, is the cutting those things that God will remove, taking things that are taking energy, focus, thoughts from you so that you can be fruitful and be more fruitful. You know, maybe there's been times where maybe there's something good for a season, but then God will then remove it for the next. Have you experienced that before? If you haven't, just wait. Or maybe he's trying to. Um, Is is that it's good for a season. So like I shared last week how um, I had a extremely successful business. It is still successful to this day. Um, When I sold it to my business partner, initially God just led me to take a step back and it led to me selling it. But can I say it was very good for a season, like really, really good for a season. And then, but God led me to cutting that back right? Allowing him to prune that off of my life. And then from there, then I see fruit actually in our church, in my, in our, my personal life and relationship, etc. Um, there are things like, even as a church, like during COVID, what we did when we were all locked down for a time, what we did every single night, we met online at seven o'clock. It was really good for a season. Like every night, and we had like It was like crazy how many people we had on there and people were like, it is a lifeline. It is so good. We'd share like for 15 minutes, just a a message from God's word, prayer and communion every single night. We did this for like, I don't know, months, like, I don't know, eight months, 10 months. It was, it was great. Like people came to Jesus because of that. We have people, hey, online that are, are now joining in every single week because of that. But it was good to a season. And then God said, okay, we're going to move this and move forward, right? There's, there's even times where there are, are like at a time there's relationships in our life. I'm not talking about your wife or your husband, but there are relationships in your life that, that are good for a season, but then God will actually remove that or trim that off. Why? So you can be fruitful in other seasons so that you can grow exactly so that you can grow. And so that your time, your energy, your focus, your creativity can be put in where God wants you to be. I believe there are things in your life that God is trying to, and He will prune so that you can bear good fruit. So that He will cut those things out so that you can be more fruitful. Because God is faithful, He's got you. And if you let him, he will prune, he will remove those things. And, and maybe it might feel, like I said last week, sometimes it feels like it's a step back. Maybe you feel like when God's, God's prompting your heart, you feel loss. You feel like, I'm losing it. I'm losing something. But like, like we read earlier in John 12 that when, lest the seed should die, that when there are things in our life that we, when the Lord leads us, we allow die, that there will be a harvest and that that it's actually a seed. And what is it that when he removes things, that you will bear more fruit, that you will bear more fruit in your life. I believe as we allow God to continuously, Remove things in our life. Trim things in our life. Prune our life. Prune things in our heart. That we will actually have what 2 Corinthians 3.18 has. That we will go from glory to glory. That we will be transformed. That you will be transformed into the image of God. And that you will see Jesus. You will discover him in new ways. 2 Corinthians Uh, 3.18 says this, But we all with unveiled face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Believe as you allow yourself. What's the end result? Like I, I believe some fruits in your life will be you will prosper in every area of your life. In, in your relationships, in, in your finances, in your um, fill in the other areas of your life that you have. But what is the end result? I believe that's fruit. But the end result of it is that you'll be transformed into the image of Christ. That as he prunes, as he removes, as he refines you, you'll be transformed into the image of Christ. That as people look at your life, they see Jesus. They see the fruit, but the fruit really is it just attractive to where you're hooked up to, the true vine, that you are connected to him. Can I encourage you with this? Can I encourage you with this? Just as David did, don't allow the extras. No extras. Take off the extras that maybe culture said, okay, put this on if you want to be this, if you want to do this. Maybe it's something that just, you've thought of, okay, I got I to gotta put this extra on. You know what that is. And instead, say no extras. I'm going to allow God to remove that from my life, from my heart. And instead, I'm going to be connected to the vine, keeping my eyes on Jesus, the author, the finisher of my faith. I'm going to be connected to him. And what will happen as you allow him to do that? I'll be transformed into the image of Christ. That you will be like him. That you'll have what's some actual fruits that you're going to have that last into eternity? You're going to have the fruits of the spirit in your life. You're going to have impact that goes beyond you, beyond your time here. To remove no extras, and instead, go into what God has called you to be, called you to do, that next step, just focusing on him and just relying on him. That's what David did, didn't he? Like, as awesome as David is, his hands aren't stronger than a lion. His, his hands aren't stronger than a bear. It's not by might, not by power, it's by your spirit. And that's how we are to go into that next step, what God has for you in Jesus' name. Just close your eyes. Father, today, we, we just ask that you would remove the extras that do not belong in our life, the extras that maybe we've put on Maybe someone else has put on. Maybe society's put on, culture. Father, we ask you remove those. Those things that are sucking life from us. So that we can focus, put our attention, our pursuit onto Jesus. And Father, I thank you that as we do, we will bear much fruit. Through you, not by our might, not by our power, not by our scheming, but by your spirit. So Father, I thank you for that. Father, I thank you that you're speaking to hearts. What do we need to let go? What are you trying to remove, cut out, so that we can be fruitful? Father, I thank you that you're doing that in hearts right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. No bad is for you. We love you and have a great week.